the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Cutting away the sin in our life. Next, on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. circumcision. In the Bible, it's a cutting away of the flesh. Spiritually speaking, it's a cutting away of the sin in our lives. And today, we're looking at that spiritual circumcision that's laid out for us in Joshua chapter 5, verses 2 through 9. Hi there, and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We're focusing in on the spiritual circumcision that's spoken of here in Joshua chapter 5. Won't you join us? Again, verses 2 through 9 is where we're at with this edition of Times of Refreshing, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Now, there are three tools that we're going to need if we're going to see this done and see it done effectively so that the body of Christ and every person that is in this room is walking in the Spirit. The first thing that we need as a tool is we need the Word of God. Go to Hebrews chapter 2, chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 12 to 13. You know these scriptures, but let's take a look here. If we're going to teach people how to walk in the Spirit, that they may not fulfill the lustful desires of their flesh, number one, we need God's Word. And God's Word is a tool, not only in His hand, but in the hand of those who He sent to be help in our lives. It says here in verse 12, Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his his sight But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And so the first tool that we're going to need if we're going to see people get get out of the flesh and learn to walk in the spirit is we need a healthy dose of the preaching and teaching of the studying of the word of God. Because the word of God is an instrument. It is a tool that God uses to change our lives. And he uses it as a mirror to show us areas in our life where we still may be walking in the flesh. And he uses it also to cut away things that are unlike him. The word of God is is two-edged. It cuts, but at the same time, it heals. So God uses it as an instrument in our life. And we need people who, who are help to us. We need them to bring us we need them to bring us the word of God. And this is critical because a lot of times when we, we're dealing with people who are walking in the flesh and whatnot or are going through situations or, or just refuse to turn in these areas, we have a tendency to allow pity and other things to, to, to get the best of us. And we refuse to tell people the word of God because the answer is found in the Bible. Amen? every answer every question everything you need to know about your life i mean this bible will tell you about your past it'll tell you about your present and it will tell you about your future 
The word is alive. It is quick. It is active. It is full of energy. It will work in our lives. But we need the preaching of the word of God. We need the teaching of the word of God. A lot of times we go places and people just want to tell stories and tell jokes and, and try to make everything so, you know, so earthly. And this is one of the things that I have a problem with. I mean, we can try to make things so, um, you know, we have, well, it was so, it, it was so easy to receive. It was so easy to receive. Well, you know, a lot of things that Jesus said were not easy to receive. I mean, when he called the Pharisees hypocrites, I'm sure they weren't praising the Lord about it. He called them vipers and snakes. And John the Baptist, he called them, you know, told them, what are you doing here? Basically, who warned you of the judgment to come? When the first disciples came to follow Jesus, he turned around and looked at him and asked him, what are you seeking? What do you seek? And so sometimes Jesus has things to say that aren't very, they're not, they're not going to feel good. And sometimes God will bring people into our life to say things that don't necessarily feel good, but they're necessary to deal with our flesh. And sometimes it is, it is an opportunity. It, God is showing us through sinning people, he's showing us that we are still in, in the flesh by our response to them. Can you believe what he said? He tried to tell me that I had pride in my heart. I don't understand how anybody, I don't have any pride. Look at me. I can't believe it. How dare they say that? I'm not going back to that church ever again. Trying to tell me fornication was wrong. You know, I got to handle my business every now and then. And people start getting in the flesh and and justifying their stuff and justifying filth and attitudes and and mindsets and conditions and justifying stuff that's going on in their lives and in their heart. And and it's a sign that people are still in the flesh. But the word of God is quick, it's powerful, it's living, it's active, it's breathing. It it gets down into our situation and it, it is a discerner of the thoughts and very intents of our heart. And so we need the word of God to be preached, the entire book to be preached, because the word of God is going to cut away things and God is going to use people to preach the word of God to cut away things in our lives that are unnecessary. And Joshua, he took, the, he took the flint in his hand and he began to do work. And we need people who are willing to take the word of God, which is a hammer that breaks rocks into people. We need the word of God to be released because what it's going to do, when it's, and when an atmosphere is saturated, we get in, it's going to start cutting away things that are unnecessary in our lives. Amen? And we need this. He didn't neglect his responsibility. He didn't put it off through his disobedience and his rebellion. He said, listen, it's my responsibility. This is what God is telling me to do. We've got to cut this away. And I believe that God is raising up pastors and leaders who have a willing heart to do this, even though it can be painful. It can be painful to hear some of the things that people have to say. It can be painful to look at ourselves in the mirror. It can be painful. It can be painful to look and be reading a scripture and then all of a sudden the word just jumps out and God says, that's you. How many been there before? You, you just knew God was saying, oh man. Then you went to the book of Psalms and it was confirmed over there too. You can't run from this. This all through the book. And then try to go to Proverbs and then you really found some stuff. You say, well, I'm going to go to the Song of Solomon. You know, I'll find something in there that'll make me feel good. Bam, you're in there and... I mean, and, and so the word of God, it is necessary. But when God cuts away, he cuts away and then he heals. And then those same verses that he used to help to convict and bring a change, now they bring healing and confirmation that our life has been changed. 
And so this is what we want to do. This is the first tool that that we need and that people should have when they're coming to minister to us. The next thing is found in Titus chapter 2. Let's go to Titus chapter 2. If someone is going to help me, and and as God is trying to help me, I'm looking for three things. Number one, the word of God. Number two, we're going to see here, is godliness. I'm looking for godliness, God-likeness. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. That we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. And so the next thing that we that we need is, is a tool is when people are coming to, coming to us, and this is what Paul, Paul experienced in his personal life, and this is what he was telling Titus about. If, when a person comes to help us, we should examine their life to see if we can detect godliness within them. Because it's one thing for me to come to you and want to change your situation, and my situation is all messed up. Because we have a lot of that going on. And so if a person's going to come to me and bring help, like Joshua came to help them, as a person's coming to bring help, number one, I should, they should have the word of God. Number two, I should sense that this person is a godly person. I, I should sense that this person is a godly person. Because if this person is not a godly person, then this, it, there, is a, there is a chance that this person can mess up while trying to help me. Amen. And so for us, we want to make sure that when people are coming to help us, that these individuals are living godly lifestyles. Because not everybody is qualified to do the surgery, amen? Not everybody is qualified to speak into your life. Not everybody is, tr- is qualified to tell you what's going on. The Bible says, first remove the plank from your own eye. And then you can see clearly. I want people, if they're going to speak to them, I want them to be able to see what I really got going on. Not project on me what they got going on in their life. Amen? Because that can happen too. Ooh, I was just sitting by you and I, I just feel, I just feel, I feel shame all over you. I, I feel a, a spirit of shame and I, I feel like shame is all over you right now. And so let me, you mind if I pray for you and, and maybe you need to come to my house for a Bible study because you, I need to minister to you because you got shame working in your life right now. And the person looking around like, shame? I'm not struggling with shame. But people can project off on you what's going on in their life. Well, I just sense a spirit of lust on you. And you know, every now and then, you know, I just see, I think we need to have some ministry time together, you know what I'm saying? And they're rubbing your back like this, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're like, but you better get your hand up off me in Jesus' name. Talking about I came to pray for you. You know what I'm saying? All up on you. And, and you're, well, I just feel lust. So we need to pray about this, okay? We need to, we need to get this out of your life. And, and we're going to get this out of your life. Is that all right? No, that's all right. You better get your hands off my back in Jesus' name. You see, listen, listen. <laughs> And I have to talk openly about this stuff because this is what's going on in the body of Christ. And it needs to be dealt with. And so we should sense godliness. 
Godliness, because people will try to project off on you things that are going on in their life. And Jesus said to remove the plank that's in our own eye, then we can see clearly to help others in their conditions. And so this is what we should expect when people are coming and speaking to our life. That there should be a sense that this person is a godly person. They're respectable. They're a person who is sincere in their walk with God. They're a person that can be trusted. So I can talk to you about my fleshly issues. Because I see that you're a godly person. And it's so important because this is one of the tools. This is what we should look for. We should look for in pastors. We should look for in preachers. We should look for in ministers. Look for in biblical advisors. We should look for godliness. And sometimes we need to take our time. Okay, I understand I got this going on, but I got to find the right person that I can confide in. That they're not gossipers. That they're not going to go out and tell your business all over the place. You walk into church, and this is one of the things, you know what I'm saying? I, I, and, and this is why I want to say this for men and husbands. I want, I mean, for men and women. For men and women, listen. If you are married in this room, stop talking to people about what's going on in your marriage. Well, my wife, she's not doing this, and she's not doing it, and my husband's not doing it. And, and, you go, and people go off and tell everybody all their business. So when the person comes to church, people are looking at them like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Word on the street is that you're not handling your business at home. You see, and that's not right. That's not God. We have to be very sensitive. Now, we may need to discuss things, but who we discuss them with is so important because we should sense godliness. Now, I'm going to talk to you about this. But you got to keep this to yourself. If, you, if they're talking to you about other people's business, don't share your business with him. <laughs> I'm pulling the cover off this thing today. I'm talking about going in God and making sure we walk in the Spirit. Amen? Because this is how we should live as believers. And so this is the second thing that we should expect. We should expect godliness as a tool. And number three, Galatians chapter six. I might have said there were four, but there's three, and I, I want to st- stay with three. Now, there may be others, but this is what the Lord has given me. Galatians Chapter 6. I want to read one verse. Yes. If a person is going to help to minister circumcision, to help to deal with flesh in my life through Christ Jesus, they've got to have the love of God. They've got to have the love of God. When I'm looking at a person, I've got a sense that this person is in love with God and they're in love with God's people. Okay, this is important. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Brethren, if any man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of meekness or gentleness. When a person is meek, when they're gentle, when a person is willing to forgive, you know, love covers a multitude of faults. And the love of God is necessary as a tool to help people get through the process of overcoming their flesh. Now, this is important because, number one, I want to say this, uh, love can come 
also in the form of a rebuke. And we have to remember this because sometimes people say, well, you're being too hard or you're being insensitive. No, 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 no. Whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Yeah. And he scourges every son whom he receives. Out of his love, he's willing to speak the truth, even though it may hurt sometimes, but it is necessary that, so that we can become partakers of his righteousness. We can become partakers of his holiness. And this is what we want. So a lot of times when we think about love, we have to get back to true biblical love, which is, which is balance. It is willing to tell the truth. It may come in a rebuke, but you get the sense that this person really, really, really cares about me. What they say, it may not feel very well, very good, but this person, I know that this person loves me. This person cares for me. And the sign is they're willing to lay down their life for me and tell me something that is hard to say, uh, even though it, it may cost them their reputation, it may not make me feel good, it may not make, make them feel good. You know, a lot of people won't tell the truth because they don't like the way it's going to make them feel for saying it. Okay, if I say this, it's going to make me feel bad and embarrassed and, and they may not receive it. And they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about the other person who's in need. And so the Bible says that when people are going through, because there are times when people stumble, they miss the mark, they trespass. But the Bible tells us to restore people. Now, to receive restoration, you've got to want to be restored. Now, that's, that's a whole different message that I can preach on. Because sometimes people, they, they, they want to be restored, but they don't want to pay the price of restoration. To restore means to bring back to, it, to the original, to bring something back to. A lot of people want you to get in the mess with them, but they never want to change. Oh, it's quiet in here. They want you just to get down with them, but, but they don't want to change. Okay, I'm going to give you these three scriptures. I want you to read these script, three scriptures and just read these three scriptures. We'll meet tomorrow and we'll come back. You meet tomorrow. Did you read the three scriptures? Well, you know, uh, well, uh, I had to, the kids did. My, my husband said, and, and, and she was, and, and we have all these excuses. And it is a sign that a person does not really want to be restored. They want to be accepted. Accept me the way that I am. Accept me in this condition. Don't, don't try to change me. Don't try to remove the flesh. Just appreciate my, who I am. Because God made me like this. You know, we'll say some stuff like that. No, God didn't make you like that. God did not make you covetous and angry and bitter. And when Jesus wants to transform you into his image, that means that he doesn't want you to remain like you are. He wants to change you. And so when we're going through this process, we have to sense people have a love for us and a concern for us. And they're willing to tell us whatever is necessary to make the change. These men were sitting there with, with these children and they saw them in this condition and they refused to lift their hands to bring the change. And this is what happens with a lot of people. We were around people and they see that we're going in the wrong direction. But they're not willing to stand up and say anything about it. And this is what God wants to do. He wants to raise us up. People who are full of the word of God. Who are living godly lifestyles. And who are full of the love of God. The pure love of God. So that change can come. Because this is one of the great deceptions. A lot of people will say, well, you know what? You know, I, I'm not going to say anything. 
I'm just going to let this go forth and then eventually they'll grow out of it or they'll change, they'll overcome their flesh. But now three years have gone by. And yes, eventually they, they, they get right. But the process could have been sped up if we would have just stepped up and said what we should have said three years ago. Come on now. Because we have a tendency to say, Whoa, God finally did it. Well, he would have did it a long time ago if we had a step to the plate. Took the word of God. Lived godly before people. And it demonstrated the love of God by speaking the truth. A person can get brought out of it. And so we want to, as a church, we want to embrace our responsibility. And as your pastor, I'm going to embrace my responsibility to take a hold of myself the ministry of Joshua. To stand flat-footed, and all of us should, to stand flat-footed and take the Word of God as an instrument to preach the truth of God's Word, to cut away that which is unnecessary in people's lives. To take my life and say, God, I'm laying down my life for others and I want to see you revealed in my life so that I could be a godly example of what it really means to be a believer of Jesus Christ So when I speak the word of God, people can see what I'm living, not just hear what I'm saying. And then number three, to be so filled with the love of God that regardless of how it makes me feel, oh, glory to God, that we're willing to stand up and tell people the truth while bringing forth restoration. In this church, we've had several situations where we've had to bring restoration. And I can guarantee you that no one could honestly say that we didn't have the, handle the process with godliness and integrity and with the love of God. Because it has to be done. And people are restored. We don't throw people away. If people want to leave, that's up to them. If they don't want to continue in the process, that's, that's fine. But no one will ever be able to say that we didn't restore, try to restore people the biblical way. And we're going to continue to do this because people need help not only to be delivered from demons, which we will do, but also to overcome their flesh and to learn to walk in the Spirit. For so long, I believe, people have been in churches for, for years. And it's tough for me to say this, but they've been, people have been in church for years. And they've been allowed to perform. They've been allowed to sing on the worship team. They've been allowed to preach. They've been allowed to minister, minister on the altar, lay hands, uh, prophesy. They've been allowed to do all these things. And the people who had the responsibility to help them to overcome their flesh did not take hold of their responsibility. And so now we have Christians that are 20, 30, 40 years old, 50 years old, been in the church for 20 years and still struggling with the same conditions. It's, it should not be like that. But it takes us, all of us, saying, God, we want spiritual circumcision. Deal with the flesh. And teach us how to get in the spirit and walk in the spirit. Teach us through your word. Teach us through godly examples. And teach us through the love of God how to overcome in these areas of our life. So that when we... so that. 10, 15 years down the line, you see that a person really has been changed 
from the inside out. Many people can fake it. Many people can fake it. There's something about a person that you, that you get around and you get the sense that this person, they really got it. They got it. They got it on the inside. They're not just playing church. They're living this. It is their life. And Jesus and his helpers have cut away that which is unnecessary. You're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, Times of Refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. Livermore, California, the zip code is 94551. And obviously, you're welcome to join us on our website, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net, and you can email us from that website as well. Now, as you visit our website, we do have other resource materials available, our online store, past sermons are available, as well as a COVID-19 update. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, at least until May 1st, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, again, thewellchurch.net. Or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful during this challenging time with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we're praying and standing on His truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless. 